morning. How are you guys? You're doing great? So I'm Brian Blout. That's my wife, Janine. We've been married for 22 years. <laughs> we have six kids. Because the fourth one became triplets. Janine did a little bit of the work. I helped too, you know. Now, hey, this morning, I'm so excited to be with you. And before I, I start, I really always love to make room for the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's the presence of God in our lives that changes things. And so when I'm speaking today, if at any point in time you begin to feel the presence of God, you see, there's times in meetings like this or on Sunday services that God comes with empowerment but we don't uh, often recognize that. But if you begin to feel something come over your body, like a warmth, a tingling, your hands begin to get hot. I don't know. Whatever that feels like to you, you just know God is on you. I want you to stand up and just hold your hands out and just receive whatever God wants to do. I might see you. I might bless you. But if I don't, just know that the Lord is imparting something to you. If you're sick and in your body, I'd love for you just to stand up at any point in time when you're hearing a story, when you're hearing the, the gospel message, you're hearing whatever, that if you're sick in your body, look for the pain. See that it might be gone. And if that's you, I just want you to wave your hands at me and let me know something has happened. We had a gentleman early in the service that he literally had uh, pain all through his body and he literally was walking away with pain free. The Lord just came upon him just in the service. So... I'm expecting God to do that and do that more. So if you feel God's presence or anointing come upon you, what are you going to do? Stand up and assume the position, right? <laughs> and then if you are receiving a, like a healing, pain's going or whatever, I just want you to still wave at me, right? That's what we're going to do. Good. Awesome. We've got it. All right. This morning, I want to talk about joining Jesus in his mission, his message, and his ministry. And I want to look at Luke 4.18, and I'm going to pull some things out of this because I believe this is what Jesus has called the church to, to focus in on his mission, his message, and his ministry. Luke 4.18 says this, Jesus began his public ministry, quoting from the Isaiah 61, in the synagogue of his own hometown of Nazareth. He said this, in fact, actually put your hand on your heart as I read this. I want you to hear this as a fresh commissioning of Jesus to us. He said, The Spirit of the Lord's upon me, because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, to recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, and proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The Spirit of God comes upon us, anoints us, just like he did Jesus that he, Jesus breathed on the disciples and sent them out to continue in his work and his mission and his message, empowered by the Holy Spirit, and to proclaim good news. And the good news that we proclaim is that God's not mad at us. He's not, he's not frustrated with us. And when we know that for ourselves, something free comes inside of us. But there's a whole world out there waiting to hear that God loves you. He's not mad at you. That God didn't come to condemn you, for the world was already condemned. But he came to seek and to save that which was lost. This is the good news of the gospel. That he is the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundations of the earth waiting for us to come into the glorious good news. And so Jesus is declaring the Spirit came upon him for this purpose. 
to preach good news, not just to proclaim it, but also to demonstrate the reality of that as he began to set prisoners free, as he began to restore sight to the blind. This is our mission. This is our ministry. You know, church, we have no other mission, message, or ministry other than the mission, message, and ministry of Christ. Do you know that? That's where the power comes when we step in and we begin to do Jesus stuff. We be, I mean, the world is starving and waiting for people to be Jesus with skin on. Do you know that? That's how life comes is when his body begins just to show forth his good measure. So how do we join Jesus in his mission? How do we join Jesus in his message? How do we join Jesus in his ministry in our everyday lives? That's what I want to talk about this morning. Because here's the deal. We're not all called to be pastors or apostles or evangelists. We're called to be moms and dads and businessmen, doctors and lawyers, workers. We're all called in some aspect and faction of life where we are just to shine bright the image of Christ where you are in your vocation. And so this is the good news of God. And how we begin to enter into this place, I believe, is we need to do a few things to get our mind set right. Jesus says in Mark 1.5, he says, repent, change the way you think, and believe the good news of the gospel. So that's one of the things that we need to learn to do to cultivate this aspect in our life is to change the way we're thinking. To change the way we're thinking about a culture and begin to completely believe the good news of the kingdom so the reality of that kingdom turns and goes. So we're going to talk about that this morning. God is always at work. This is another thing that we can enter into our daily lives and see forth the ministry of the gospel. It's as we go. It's also in the inconvenient moments often are the invitation for us to come and share the gospel with someone we wouldn't normally be involved or in front of. And the last one is we are called to do good works. So let's talk about the first aspect, repent and believe the good news of the kingdom. We get in this mindset and we begin to think that there is something maybe, I don't know, God, how are you going to use me? Have you ever, have you ever felt that way? Have you ever been in that place where you just like, you're kind of just messing up or you're just kind of like not doing great? Like maybe you're having a bad day on purpose. Anybody had a bad day on purpose? Well, sometimes I have a bad day on purpose. I'm getting better at that, but there have been times, plenty of times in my life where I have fallen and succumbed to the aspect of just having a bad day. Now, we can't sometimes control what comes towards us, but we can control what we feed on and allowing that either to become a really bad day. Well, I was in one of those bad days, one of, a bad day that I can't even remember why, but I was so bad, so mad, I was going to let the whole world know it. You know, one of those days. And so I was in this place where I was not saying very appropriate things to my wife. I remember yelling at my kids. I remember even kicking at my dog, Ruby, and smacking the wall as I was going on my way to take my son to the movies. Just being transparent with you. That's where I was at. And I was just so frustrated, and I was on my way. All of a sudden, I get a phone call. To this day, I don't know why I answered the phone, but I did. As I answered... My friend on the other phone says, hey, Brian, how's your faith today? <laughs> now, that's an odd question to get. I'm going, oh, gosh. I said, Ed, I can't talk to you right now. I'm on my way to the movies, and I hate to be late for the previews. You know, you pay all this money. I want my money's worth all the way, right? 
I said, so, Ed, I can't talk. He said, no, 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 wait a second, man. I need you to pray for somebody. There's a guy that's been working on my kitchen in my bathroom. He has one leg shorter than the other. It's twisted. He was born that way, and he's in tremendous amount of pain, and he can't carry on the work. I need you to pray for him. I said, Ed, I'm not going to pray for him. I'm going to the movies. So Ed, not taking no for he just literally hands the phone to the young man. Now I'm stuck on the phone with the young man that I don't want to be talking to. And he goes, hey, man, listen, Ed, I know, I know Ed wants you to pray for me, but listen, I've had people pray for me all my life and nothing has ever happened. And I'm thinking, yeah, nothing's going to happen today either, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden I hear in this place in my heart, now I had to travel through a few things. I had to travel through that, how I spoke inappropriately to my wife how I yelled at my kids, how I kicked at my dog Ruby and smacked the wall. But I heard that sweet gospel coming and said, Brian, I want you to express my love for him and I want you to pray for him. So I thought, okay, I'm gonna pray for him real quick so I can get onto the movies, <laughs> you know? So I just said, all right, um, I'm just gonna pray for you and then I'm gonna go. So Jesus, heal his leg, amen. And this is what I hear. Now I'm thinking, is that a good scream or a bad scream? And he's like, no, man, something's happening. Something's going on. I feel my leg stretching. I said, man, are you pulling my leg? You know, right? <laughs> I said, what's going on? He said, I don't know. I said, well, get Ed and we'll have him check out your legs. He said, Ed's gone. I said, what do you mean Ed's gone? He, he went to the store. Okay, who calls you and asks you how your faith is, gets you to pray for someone you don't, and then leaves to the store? My friends do. <laughs> I need new friends, <laughs> right? I said, well, is there anybody else in the house? And uh, Ed's, or the young man said, well, Pam is Ed's wife. I said, well, bring her on, put her on speakerphone. Now she heard him scream. So she's like, what's going on? We quickly, you know, tell her what's going on. And she said, Brian, I don't know what to do. I said, good. I don't know what I'm doing either. Let's just put his legs out, extend his legs and see if one leg is actually, you know, something's going on to see if it's straightening out. So they did that. I said, no, but he said he kept feeling this burning and this presence on his leg. So I said, Pam, here we're going to pray again. Holy Spirit, would you come with your power, touch his leg, leg straighten now in Jesus' name. And this is what I hear. Ah! Ah! Then I scream too, all right? And I'm like, what just happened? He goes, oh my gosh, Brian. His leg literally just straightened out, popped out. All the pain's gone. I went, great. I can go to the movies now. <laughs> Hang up the phone and I'm going towards the movies. And I get in, and all of a sudden, um, I get another phone call just right before that, that last preview. And I was like, dang it, why am I going to take this phone call? Well, I do. Guess who it is? It's Ed. Now, Ed goes, hey, Brian, what did you do to my friend? I go, what do you mean, what did I do to your friend? I just simply prayed for him like you asked me to. He said, yeah, man, but I don't know, dude. He's all, he, you know, he's had all this work he was doing. Now he's not doing anything. All he's doing is going around going, oh my God, oh my God, my leg's straight. Oh my God, oh my God, my leg's straight. Oh my God, oh my God, my leg's straight. Jesus healed me. All the pain's gone. And he's not getting any work done. I'm like, Ed, you can't have it both ways, my friend. I said, well, here, I got a bone to pick with you. I'm mad at you. He goes, why would you be mad at me? I said, Ed, you know how to pray for the sick. Why didn't you pray for him? And this is what Ed told me, because I was having a bad day. <laughs> True story. So sometimes we have bad days. 
Sometimes we forget who we are in Christ. Sometimes what we need to do is we need to change the way that we're thinking and begin to believe the good news. Now, I'm not advocating that we speak inappropriate to our spouse or we you know, yell at our kids or kick at our dog or smack the wall, but sometimes we do those things. Now, in that moment, you guess what I didn't want to do? I didn't care about going to the movie. All I wanted to do, because the gospel hit my heart, was like, God, you did that through me, even when I was having a bad day. So I called up my wife, and I repented. I'm so sorry, Janine, please forgive me. Put the kids on. Oh, God, I'm so sorry, please forgive me. Put the dog on. Oh, God, don't forgive me, I'm so sorry. You know, I wanted to make sure I was repenting well, because, and I wanted to change the way I was thinking in that moment, because the gospel, the good news, came in a place where I wasn't, I was just in my frustration. God is so good. We need to change the way we think. You know, God's always at work. He's always moving. He's always, always working. If we just learn to, to look, to listen, and to respond to his goodness, we can begin to see his activity around us. You know, I, I don't know about you, but these inconveniences, um, are often great invitations is what I've found. Instead of an inconvenience, what I used to look at is like, oh, darn it, I went down the wrong way, or I get a sales call from somebody, or I'm stuck on you know, the line with uh, you know, some, somebody doing something, and it's like, oh, it's just, you, you did this to frustrate my day. Well, then I began to see these were actually opportunities of God giving me an invitation to actually share the good news with people. So what happens when we begin to live our life in such a way we're repenting, change the way we think, believing that God's always at work, when those inconveniences come, it might just be the Lord trying to get you in front of someone that you wouldn't normally get in front of. And so that becomes a powerful thing. Now, I don't know about you, but we get lots of calls in the States for sales calls and all that. So those used to really bother me until I started thinking, wow, this may be the Lord. And so I just began, I thought, if they're going to call me, they're going to hear from me. So I began to share the gospel with them. And people began to get saved and get healed over the phone. I took that inconvenient moment of that call, that frustration of a call, and turned it into a place to release the kingdom. You know, I bought a bag uh, that I absolutely loved. And I was getting ready to travel. And it cost a lot of money. And so I was getting off the airplane. I was watching it come down off the conveyor belt. And I could see there was something wrong. I saw the, the, the things, the zippers, <laughs> right, were but popped off, but there's nothing that came out of, the, out of the suitcase. And I thought, oh, man, my bag's ruined. So I get it. Everything was in there, but it's completely ruined. And I thought, there's no way I'm going to get my money back on it. I don't know what to do. I'm going to have to get a new bag. So I ended up calling Amazon at 3 o'clock in the morning where I was at. In this moment, I thought, this is a very inconvenient time. I'm sleepy. I'm tired. My bag broke. I don't know if anybody's going to help me. But in this moment, I felt like the Lord said, this just might be an encounter. This inconvenient just might be an invitation. So I heard that in my heart, but still frustrated. So I said to the, the lady, I said, told her what's going on. She said, can you send me some pictures of the bag? I said, yeah. She said, hey, great. We'll take care of it. No problem. And I just said, hey, by any chance, are you happening to have these four conditions in your body? Like you're having these problems with uh, continuous headaches, migraines, neck, shoulder pain, back, a couple other things that I said to her. And she goes, how in the world did you know that? 
I said, well, you know, sometimes I hear, the, I get these pictures and impressions. I'm a Christian, and God loves to speak to, to Christians and tell, to tell them about what's going on in people's lives so they can come close to Christ. And she goes, that's really weird, <laughs> you know? And I said, well, do you mind if I just pray for you for a moment? I believe God wants to heal you. Now, she's in tremendous pain, and I just asked her on like a scale from zero to 10 what her pain le- level was, and she had a pretty high pain level. And I said, you're going to begin to feel this warmth and this heat, come all, this warmth and tingling come all over your body, and all the pain's going to leave. And so I just said, Holy Spirit, come, touch her, all pain go. And she starts to flip out over the phone. She goes, how in the world did you do that? I said, like I told you, I said, I'm a Christian. Jesus has come close to you. He loves you. He wants a relationship with you. Gets completely healed. And then she says, I want to give my heart to Jesus. This is the Amazon lady. It was an inconvenient moment. And this is what she said to me. She goes, sir, I know I'm not supposed to say this to you. She said, but I'm glad your bag broke. I said, you know what? I'm glad my bag broke too. I would have a million bags break if this was what happened. So guys, what if we begin to look at these inconveniences as invitations to get in front of someone that you normally wouldn't get in front of? It might just be an opportunity to share the message of the gospel. Instead of looking like, oh gosh, going after the devil, it's spiritual warfare, it's all this. It may be just God interrupted your day because he wants to get you in front of somebody. So God's always at work. He's always moving. He's calling us to change the way we think so we can believe the good news of the kingdom and people can see Jesus in their midst. You know, one of the things that I love too is um, that it's really the as-you-go gospel. You know, a lot of times we, we talk about in church, we'll say, you know, we're going to go on a mission trip or we're going to do outreach. These are great things. We should be doing outreach and, and mission but you know, a lot of us aren't able to do that, just the lifestyle that we live. But Jesus has called us to do it as you go. That we literally get to just put Jesus on display in the grocery store, you know, at the movies, at a game, at a business meeting, wherever you are, the gospel's there because you're there. Wherever you are, the kingdom is there because you're there. You're light in those dark places. And if we can just learn to, to see that, we can begin to see the kingdom of God break in. I love this passage in Matthew 10, 7 and 8. It says this, as you go, so as you go, as you go on your journey, think about the places that you go often. That's what I'm talking about, where you're going to get milk or you're going to get tea, whatever you're doing. Jesus is with you in this midst. He says, as you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, Cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons, freely receive, freely give. As you go. Just as you go. You know, this week over in Nottingham, I've been to lots of different uh, places. I've been with lots of um, Uber drivers. And so I've struck up conversation with the Uber driver and have seen a couple of them completely healed. One outside here as he was dropping me off. His name was Mohammed. And Muhammad had major pain through his back. And next thing I know, we were outside of his car as he's checking his back after I prayed for him literally 10 times. And he's completely healed. And trying to figure out how in the world. Yes, you can clap for that. He's like, how in the world does this happen? I said, this is Jesus. He loves you. And he's desiring a relationship with you. And he said, I have to really think upon this. I can't wait to go tell my friends. 
So just going through, you know, Uber ride, an opportunity to put Jesus on display. You know, we were uh, out the other evening uh, at uh, Brown's, right? And with uh, Ben and Liz and uh, John, and we were there, and we had a great meal, great conversation, the whole thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, our, our waiter, Sam, comes over, and, and I just happened to say, Sam, I said, are you happen to have any problems in your, your lower back and your knees? And he, he kind of like looks at me for a moment, and he kind of squats down, and he goes, why would you ask me that? Are you like psychic or something? I said, no, man. I said, but sometimes I get pictures and impressions for people. What, where's the pain? I said, well, I have pain in my lower back, but it's not so bad right now. It's mainly right now my knees and also my feet. I said, okay. I said, well, here, let me, let me try something. So I just put my hand on his shoulder and I said, all right, Sam, you're gonna start feeling this warmth and tingling go through your body and the pain's gonna go. And he goes, what are you doing to me? How are you doing that? Like the, as the pain literally leaves his body and he feels the presence of God come upon him. He goes, how did you do that? I said, Sam, you really want me to tell you? He goes, yes, I really want you to tell me. I said, Sam, that was Jesus. He just came near you. He loves you. And I'm not talking about the Jesus that's closed in a book, but I'm talking about the Jesus who leaps off the scriptures, who's the word made flesh coming in front of you, letting you know that he loves you with an everlasting love and he wants a relationship with you. Now, Sam wasn't at that place yet to fully, you know, come into relationship, but he was so undone, couldn't believe what happened. It literally was like just sowing seeds in this, in this man. And we get, began to share other things, got his contact, and it was just a beautiful moment. But we were just having dinner. We weren't doing outreach. We weren't doing mission. We were having a wonderful meal with friends, and we just simply look, listen, and see that God was moving in and among us by asking if someone just needed some prayer. You know, the Holy Spirit spoke to me several years ago. He said, Brian, if you begin to look, listen, and respond, uh, you'll begin to see the kingdom come. And so it's really that easy as learning to look, listen, respond. Now, that looking and listening can come from revelation from God, maybe through a word of knowledge or prophecy can come. But oftentimes, I think we get so stuck there that we're waiting for God to do something instead of he's literally looking for us just to see people around us. And so I began just to simply start noticing people. If I saw somebody and they had a need, I took that like I got a word of knowledge. If I heard somebody going through a problem or a situation, I took like that as an invitation from the Lord that something's going on for me to step in and see if I can demonstrate the love of God. So we just look, listen, and respond. That's what we're called to do is to be people of uh, the kingdom that are showing God's beautiful presence in those moments. So, you know, I, uh, this is, if, if we get this in our heart, if we get this deep within who we are, that, that you're light wherever you go. If we can really begin to change the way that we think and believe the good news, if we can start trusting that God's always at work and he wants us to join him, if we can start looking at those inconvenient moments as an invitation, then what can we see throughout our day? The last thing I want us to look at uh, this morning is um, we were created to do good works. And I love this. This passage in Ephesians 2.10 says this, 
For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You, you can you believe that? That God has prepared good works for you and I to do. And he's waiting for us just to step into that in that moment to bring his delight, to bring his love to somebody else. You know, I was, it was probably 18 years ago, I was uh, walking out of a, a Walmart and I hear this lady from the distance. She goes, help me, help me. Would somebody help me? And as I heard her cry, heard her scream, I, I watched as people literally just walked past her. And you know what? Honestly, I wanted to walk past her as well. Because sometimes I think we see people in need, we don't know what we're going to step into, what kind of mess we're going to step into, or how we're going to be able to, to do something. But let me tell you, friends, it's when we step into the mess of someone's life, that's where we see the message of the gospel shine the brightest. And so you just have to stand and be available, and God will put his ability on your availability in that moment. We just stop for the one. I tell this to all my uh, people in our church. I said, listen, why don't we just stop for the one, look for one, pray for one, serve one. Just go after the one. You know, some of you, that's way too much, right? You can't do that and say, I can't, how, do I, how do I do this? Go for one person a day. That's maybe too much. Go for one person, then a week. If that's too much in your schedule, go for one person a month. If that's too much, then go for one person a year. But just go after and loving someone. Just like I stepped into this place as I heard this lady screaming and crying for help. I went over to her, and what I saw was, I asked her her name, and her name was Carrie. I said, Carrie, what's going on? And she's all crippled up. She said, I have MS, and I'm in tremendous pain. She was black and blue. She said, my husband beat me up, and he left me. I have no money. There's no one to help me. I don't know what to do. Could you help me, please? So I took everything I had out of my wallet, gave it to her. I prayed a simple prayer for her. And then I got her a cab, got her a hotel, and thought I'd never see her again. Well, fast forward 18 years. I was going on a date with my wife. Now, my wife loves, to, the dates that she likes to go do is to, she loves to go drink tea. <laughs> well, the problem with me drinking tea is it just makes me want to go pee, <laughs> to be honest, right? And so there I was, you know, having a little too much and needed to go to the toilet. And as I was walking, all of a sudden, this lady grabs me and she goes, do you remember who I am? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to stay in this tea store anymore. You know, she just about made me go right there, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't remember who you are. Who are you? She goes, you don't remember? You really don't remember who I am? I said, I don't remember who you are. I'm sorry. She goes, I was the lady at Walmart years ago who was battered and bruised and I was needing help and nobody heard me, but you stopped. You prayed for me. You gave me money and you've helped me. Look what God has done. And I want to show this video of Carrie so you can see what God has done in her life. Okay, Carrie, so we're in the tea house in Oklahoma City. Yes. And I was walking by, actually just to go to the restroom and you grabbed me. And I recognized you. You recognized me because I had prayed for you several years ago. You mean several, several years. Several years ago. And you had debilitating MS. My hands like this. Your hands were like this, crippled up. My legs were turned here. Turned in. Couldn't hardly, couldn't, they were like, <laughs> they were so crippled, I couldn't walk. You're crippled, you couldn't walk. 
and now you can actually walk but you have your chair that just to help you you're gonna sit up and show us what you can do wow that is amazing come on Jesus <laughs> spinning around and everything and so I prayed and the healing process began and then today I prayed for you again and you had a deaf ear mm -hmm. and that deaf ear is on your right Right this side. side. Right side. And then also, what was wrong with it? What was wrong with your ear? Uh, when I was a kid, I had a scab scar tissue. I don't know if people would understand that. Uh, I had a lot of infections, and I had I had a lot some a lot of surgeries and stuff, trying to get it taken care of. Uh, well, I had no eardrums, no bone in, and. And how you can hear out of your ears. Yes. We prayed for you. What did you feel come on your body? I felt warmth and tingling first, but then, but I ended up feeling like something was uh, like putting things in place, you know, like, yes. uh, what is it? Like building something. And as it was building, I was starting to hear, <laughs> starting to feel, you know, what is it? A res, uh, what's the word? Resin, you know, like, um, Vibrating and vibration. Yeah, and also next thing you know, when I was hearing, I started hearing you guys. It's like this, I can hear some, but this one just boom popped open. Come on, Jesus, that is amazing. So God is is healing today, and always will be healing on me. Yes. Amen. What if we just begin to join Jesus in his mission, his message, and his ministry as we simply go about our day? What if we can begin to change the way that we think and believe the good news of the kingdom that he's called you to represent himself? That we live this as-you-go lifestyle of, of proclaiming the good news but demonstrating the reality of it. If we look for these inconveniences as invitations and we simply believe that we've been created to do good works, we might just simply see someone like Carrie be healed and restored. We just need to go for the one, the one in front of you, the one beside you. I just want to encourage you this morning that you would begin to get a heart's desire just to simply step out and begin to love one in front of you. Amen? Amen. Amen.